of Under the Hoodies. I am Bill Kegel. That is Tony DeNicola. Tony, this episode is all about one thing, the NFL free agency and all the all and all of the craziness that is ensuing with it. How are you on this crazy day? Dude, I'm great, man. I am so pumped up. The last six hours, like my phone, I've just been getting notifications from Adam Schefter's Twitter. It's just been going nuts left and right. I'm trying to work out the gym. This player is going here. This guy gets signed for this much. A bombshell gets dropped with the Cleveland Houston trade. I mean, who saw that coming? Like it's, it's pure madness. And this is the exact distraction I needed. Cause you know, Syracuse were sitting on the bubble with our hometown orange. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'm going to have to sweat it out till Sunday. And then the NFL is like, Oh, Hey, I know it's the middle of March madness coming up, but let's just, let's gift wrap you this nice little distraction and just keep your mind off everything. man. it's, this has been so much fun. It's crazy. Yeah. And let's start there with the Cleveland Browns and the Brock Osweiler trade. So the particulars of the trade, the Browns get Brock Osweiler in the 2018 second round pick for a 2017 six and a 2017 six round pick from the Texans in exchange for the 2014 fourth round pick. So essentially they traded a, a salary dump and a fourth round pick for, um, for, uh, Brock Osweiler. So, um, Kind of who the, apparently they're just going to cut. They're not even going to keep them. And it, basically, sixteen million for a second round pick. Yeah, which is kind of crazy considering that. Um, and I actually think I worded that wrong. So they essentially traded uh, a fourth round pick for a second round pick is what it seems like that uh, Cleveland did. So uh, kind of smart of them, man. I I, I actually kind of like what they're doing. This sounds like it has Paul D. Podesta written all over it. I think he's trying to do his own NFL yeah. version of sabermetrics. Um, which is actually kind of interesting if you think about because uh, this is this is one of those things. It's very very peculiar for the NFL to do uh, to make a trade like that. That's such an NBA like move. So, oh yeah, for sure. It's it's the first time it's been done. I mean, initially you look at this trade on paper and you're like, why would they do this? This is idiotic. But then when you go deeper into it and you see that the Cleveland Browns have a hundred million dollars in cap space, and then you were telling me earlier, and I'm I'm pretty sure ninety percent right on this that um you have to spend a certain amount against the cap as an NFL team. So it's like, you know, it's rather than spending a bunch of money on an overpriced free agent, let's just use it toward this player for one year, cut him, get a second round pick, and then next year we'll have all that cap space back. Like, it's kind of a genius move in a way. It's just only Cleveland would have the cojones to do it. Maybe I shouldn't say cojones, but, you know, they're already a dumpster fire anyway, so what else have they got to lose? They may as well be the first team to try it. I, we could be looking at the future of you know, just money movement and salary cap manipulation in the NFL. Right. And, um, 
Yeah, it's it's very uh it's one of those things that's very weird like like uh just the trade in general in the NFL that doesn't isn't just for like draft picks during draft day. Like you very rarely see high profile and I say high profile although not good pro, uh players get traded like this. Um but this is kind of interesting to happen on free agent day and all this is just seemingly leading up to it's just more assets to trade the Patriots for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um and that's that's exactly stockpiling those picks, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And they can eat his salary. I mean, they have the cap to do it, which is interesting. Um, so, uh, and oh, the other thing that a lot of people aren't even thinking about right now is the fact that the the NFC North, or excuse me, the AFC North, sort of up for grabs with Ben with Big Ben eroding a little bit. The Ravens just sort of yeah. you know being lack being middle of the pack in the league, and um, the Bengals. I mean. Their best shot to do anything are, in their history was in 2015 when their team yeah. was stacked. They're taking a huge step back. I mean, they lost two of their key linemen in free agency today, and they haven't really picked anybody up. They're not making great moves. They had a you know a less than stellar season last year, like you said. I mean, yeah, Cleveland's building for the future, and if they do it correctly, I mean, they have all the pieces where eventually they're going to have to hit on somebody with all these draft picks. Like, it's... For once, Cleveland's future is actually looking bright. Yeah, it's very. It's one of these things for them that's uh, that's new. It's sort of unfounded territory. But uh, you know what? Good on them. You know, it's it's those poor those poor bastards in Cleveland. Uh, at least the football fans really need something to uh, to latch on to. So, oh, the dog pound is starving for a decent season. You know, like a guy just traveling through the desert is starving for water. Like you got to feel for those fans, right? Some of the other big moves today, um, Abouye, we're probably butchering his last name. Uh, he just signed with Booyah. Booyah. Just signed with Jacksonville. Five years, uh, $67.5 million, 26 guaranteed. Our, our man, Calais Campbell, we were talking about him on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, four years, $60 million, $30 million guaranteed. Um, uh, uh, Russell Okun went to the, um, went to the Chargers, uh, you know, did, as a left tackle, I mean, that's really good news for Phil Rivers. That means that King well, Dunlap is probably on his way out after the domestic violence charge. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, let's talk about Jacksonville a little bit. I mean, on paper, this defense has all the talent, all the pieces, all the speed to be dominant. It's just, can they get the chemistry? Can they put it together? But, I mean, dude, Blake Bortles, this is your shot, man. You you basically become the Houston Texans. If you can just get something done at the quarterback position, like this team can be really, really good in a pretty mediocre division. I I mean, Jacksonville, Jacksonville is like that late 20s white chick who comes home, has nothing to do on a Friday night. She had a long, crappy week. She buys a bottle of box wine, gets super drunk, and then just starts ordering stuff off Amazon Prime. Like, that's the Jaguars right now. They're just going on the NFL's version of Amazon Prime and just ordering players left and right and gobbling them up. I didn't know I was a late 20-year-old white chick before I met my wife. This is weird. You, you know, you learn something new every day, I guess, so this is exciting. I love me some... You like uh, the box wine and the Saturday hangover? And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, curl up on some Netflix and uh, meet a random stranger. You know, it's it was my, hey, man, my lifetime. I, that, was, that, was, that was my life before I met my wife. So, uh, lucky for her. I'm not her, judging, dude. Yeah, lucky for her, she met me. So... When you guys came out here for the SU game, you know, I threw a bunch of sugar, some Cold Stone ice cream down my gullet. We went to Destiny USA. You know, I ended up in Hot Topic wanting to buy every wrestling t-shirt that they had if they only had larger sizes. Like, come on, Hot Topic, step up your game. 2X, come on. Yeah, yeah. Muscular guys are wrestling fans, too. Not just fat people. No, I'm, I'm with you. And, 
you know, boogers have a lot of calories in them. So, yeah, that's it's tough life. Yes, they do. Um, hey, breaking news. Redskins fire Scott McLuhan. So, uh, McLaughlin? Mm. McLaughlin? McLuhan? McLuhan? McLuhan. Jesus, Bill. Sure. I'm having a... I'm so terrible at names, I swear to God. Um, anyway, uh, they fired the GM. Um... And we all saw this coming. I mean, it, it sounds like that that means that Kirk Cousins is on his way out because I think the GM was the guy lobbying for Kirk Cousins the most. And um, and uh, I don't disagree with him. I'll tell you that much. I don't disagree with him. I think if you have a franchise quarterback, you keep him. I, I don't understand why the Redskins oh, are blowing it up. Because I think that they had pieces. Like, I like the receiving cores. And granted, they were going to lose a couple players because they were going to get expensive. But I, I like aspects of their offense. Their defense is really good. And I don't understand why they're blowing it up. You know, why are you getting rid of a a franchise quarterback in his prime? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it, make, it, it makes zero. And uh, it's funny. Uh, Scott McClellan? McClellan? McLuhan, uh, you know, just a few days ago, he's basically like MIA. He's, I guess he had a family emergency or something, but he hasn't been around at all for the draft or free agent period. Like, just, he's been completely absent. So, I mean, this move isn't too surprising. I'm actually looking at a picture right now. I, you need to pull it up, but he looks like a much younger version of uh, your boy there, Tom Coughlin. Just complete red face, stern look. It, 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 the resemblance is uncanny. Just, you know, imagine a 30-year younger version of Tom Coughlin. Uh, I mean, I would love to because that would mean he's still young enough to be the Giants head coach. Uh, he got fired for ageism last year, which is really upsetting still. But, um... Yeah, now he's making big moves in Jacksonville. I think that team turns around. It's, it's Tom Coughlin drinking the box wine and going nuts on Amazon Prime. That I, I love that that's your idea of a, uh, a, a white, a single white chick in her late 20s. It's just the box wine, the Boone's Farm, and the, uh, and the, and the Saturday morning hangover alone. That's really depressing. Yep. Um, All by myself. You sounded just like Herbert from Family Guy. I just want to point that out. Um, Hey there, paper boy. (laughs) Mm, Get your fat ass back here. Bring me some good news. I can't... Got them popsicles in my basement. Mm. You kids want to stretch out those crummy hamstrings. Don't want to pull a muscle (laughs) dancing. We're going to play a little game now, children. Whoever swallows most time, I'll be on first wins. <laughs> God. Uh, I wish I could do the whistle thing through my teeth, but I can't whistle. I had my gaps too big for me to do it, so it just comes out as air and spit. Um, yeah. All right, back on topic. So, Oh, breaking news uh, from Darren Woodson. Adam Schefter retweeted, uh, defensive lineman Jack Crawford leaves the Cowboys for the Atlanta Falcons. Three years, $10.3 million. You can have them. <laughs> Uh, I think I, me, beyond mediocre, I mean, the Cowboys have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. And, you know, you want to give them, you know, what, $3.3 million a year? Take them. That's fine by me. Um. All right. So some other breaking news, some other big names. Um, Terrell Pryor visiting the Redskins right now. Um, good move by Washington. Good, great move. You do not let him leave the building. No way in hell. You offer him whatever he wants. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, dude, the guy, the guy was a stud. With I mean, who was even throwing him the ball last year? You put him with Kirk Cousins, especially after you know you're probably going to lose Garcon. Mm-hmm. You already lost to Sean Jackson, right? To Tampa, like make that move. Do not let him leave the building. I don't care how much you have to guarantee him. Do don't let him leave. Yeah, I agree with him. I wouldn't let him out of the building. I mean, I, 
I don't understand why they think that they're just going to roll Colt McCoy and everything's going to be fine for them. I mean, I, I yeah. just, I, I'm so confused. Like, I guess, I mean, they haven't gotten rid of him yet, so maybe we're jumping the gun on saying this, but even the fact that they're not even re-signing him, do they think Kirk Cousins grow on trees? That's the thing I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, what do they think they're going to do? Kirk Cousins doesn't grow on trees. Like, that's a tough thing to find is a, 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 an above-average NFL starting quarterback. Like, And yeah. they have it, and they just don't seem to care. They just were like two seasons with four thousand plus yards passing. Like, I will say this: what, what do you want? Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback the Redskins have had in my lifetime. I'm, I, I'm yeah. since Joe Theismann, and they're they're like, eh, we can do better. I'm like, you can't. You drafted RG three. He's a third moved, round pick. He's a, a steal. Fourth round pick. Fourth round. Let, uh, all the right. Like, Makes your point more. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. crazy. To you know what other franchise quarterbacks are fourth round picks? Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Like yeah. You got a gem. Keep him. It's so crazy. It's mind-boggling. You're already paying him, what, $22, $24 million this year? Just sign him long-term and spread it out. I agree. It, mind-boggling. I I just don't know what Washington is doing. Um. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so, all right. It does look like Tony Romo. I mean, the, the Cowboys are shopping Tony Romo. and They're not releasing him. They're going to trade him. So, yeah. How beautiful did that work out? They must have known that that Cleveland Houston trade was in the works because as of yesterday he was he was scot free and clear could sign with anybody. Now all of a sudden it's like ah hold the phone you know we're gonna hang on him and trade him we'll put him out there as bait like right beautiful move. Jerry Jones has got to be having that big Texas smile on his face right now. Yeah no I agree and um I mean best case scenario is you somehow end up with JJ Watt which is not gonna happen but that's oh something you you've been floating here for a couple of days uh. and that I think. Ugh. The more I think about it, man, I think, you know, if if Denver and Houston get into a bidding war, and if you think about it, Houston's defense was uber dominant last year. They rode into a playoff spot without J.J. Watt. So how much are they going to miss him? But they truly need a franchise quarterback. That's the missing piece, man. Like I think Tony Romo puts know, them in the Super Bowl. A healthy Tony Romo puts I, that team in at least the AFC Championship. I mean... Yeah, I mean they would. It's them in New England in the in the right, and it's the unlikely AFC that sure. they would have beat David or excuse me, they would have beat Derek Carr against the Raiders, or they would have beat Derek Carr and the Raiders in the first round if Derek no, Carr was actually no playing. But that being said, they still made it to the second round of the playoff with with the Macho Man Tommy Savage and whatever the hell oh, Brock yeah. Osweiler is. Like I, 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 you know, that's how good that defense was. That's how good the other offensive playmakers were, and. um and they caught the Patriots on a bad day, too. That game was winnable for Houston if they just didn't have Noodle Arm Osweiler as a QB. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Um, so, that being said, um, what are some of the other moves that you like? Some of the things that are going to tip uh, going to tip the scales in uh, a certain team's favor versus another. I mean, Brandon Marshall going to the Giants was pretty big. Um, I'm excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was, that's huge for you guys. As a Cowboys fan, I was I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, I was irate. And I, I sent you that article, too, where they interviewed Marshall, and he basically said, he's like, you know, Beckham is the number one. I'm the number two. I'm here to help him. I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm here to give him guidance, whatever he needs. Like, I just want to compliment him. He's the greatest player in the league. And he also, you know, he um, talked about your, your boy, Sterling Shepard, too, gave him a lot of credit. He's like, you know, Shepard and I are the number twos together, like, Marshall's got his head on straight. He's motivated. I mean, he's happy to stay in New York. Like, and you got him for a steal. Like, two years, twelve million. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm worried. Like, that's a great. That's a great trio of receivers you got in New York now. Like, they're putting weapons around Eli. It, it's smart. Like, you got a couple of years out of him. Use them now. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. I think they realize that Eli's window's closing, and that's why I think they've been going kind of nuts in free agency. I like the fact that they signed Brett Ellison today, too. A uh, really yeah, good young good blocking tight end with a little bit of receiving skills. He played uh, about 270 snaps last year. And, um, you know... And that's that's on a team that uh, that that really was kind of very limited in offense. So we didn't even really get to see kind of the scope of what he could do. And Eli is a big fan of throwing to tight ends. Um, when he has good ones, I mean, he uses them quite a bit. I mean, Larry Donnell sort of blew up for a month there a couple seasons ago. And uh, he throws to Will Ty probably a lot more than Will Ty deserves to be thrown to. But um, And he had a really good rapport with Mar- uh, Martellus Bennett a few years ago when they had him. So I, I, I like the move. I like Red Ellison. I like Brandon Marshall. Um, and Red Ellison obviously is, uh, or excuse me, Red Ellison is an elite blocker. So that's kind of huge for them too. Somebody that can kind of kick over and help Eric Flowers out, which makes me want to bash my head against this desk because they drafted him the first <laughs> effing round. But um, but that being said, man, I, I'm kind of disappointed they haven't went out and got a left tackle. But I think bringing Brandon Marshall in is more of a sign that they're willing to stick by Odell Beckham. I, I mean, I think that was clearly to help Odell Beckham. I don't even think that – to me, oh, that yeah. doesn't, doesn't even seem like a question. I think that was 100% to help Beckham. Because um, yeah. Brandon Marshall's a guy – I mean, he got like, a lot of trouble. He has borderline personality disorder, which is what serial killers have. I mean, you know, and I, I like the fact that they that they brought him in as a smart, mature, you know, veteran wide receiver and uh, who still has a little bit of gas left in the tank. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this year. And I like the two-year, $6 million deal. Yeah, and I think that all those, those issues with him, with his personality, and, you know, I'm, I don't know if I should call it a sickness or disorder or whatever you want to call it, but I think a lot of that's behind him. He he seems to have matured. I mean, the guy's got his head on straight. He's... And he's uber focused. He just the guy's never been in the playoffs. I think it's been eleven seasons. He hasn't made the playoffs once. Like the guy is motivated. He's ready to go. And you know, you you got the ultimate burner in Beckham. You got a great route runner in Sterling Shepard, and then you got Brandon Marshall, who's a big, strong, physical, you know, third down receiver. Like with those three guys, you have everything you want out of your receiving core. Like they legitimately me legitimately scare me. If they can get their blocking together and a little bit of a running game, like I think it's gonna be the Giants and the Cowboys neck and neck for the NFC East title. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, so some of the other moves, by the way, um, we uh, we didn't touch on quite yet. So it looks like uh, Buffalo's favorite Robert Woods is going to Los Angeles, going to the Rams. Uh, that's who they're replacing Kenny Britt with. But I guess, you know, apples and apples there. I mean, they're, you know, Kenny Britt's a bigger player, plays a little bigger. and But I think Robert Woods is a little bit more sure-handed. And I actually don't think you're going to go to bed at night worrying about if Robert Woods is going to get in trouble with the law, um, which is kind of yeah. not what Kenny Britt, <laughs> you have with Kenny Britt. And it's hard really to trust a player's maturity that put himself having sex with his wife on Instagram and left it up, I want to say, for about five minutes, which if you're putting a video up of uh, you and your if wife... If you put uh, anything up for five you know, seconds on the internet... Doing stuff that forever. adults do, then... Oh, yeah, five minutes is a lifetime. I mean, you know, so just left it on your on your freaking Instagram story. So I thought that was... Uh, the, <laughs> One of the one of the quieter, underrated, funny stories in uh, in, in sports history, by the way, um, and the fact he did it on purpose because he actually captioned it. And since we're a show that uh, people in church listen to, I'm not going to say what the caption was, but it was pretty hilarious. Go look it up; it's really funny. Um, and uh, and so <laughs> there's that. Um, Torrey Smith, big name, moved to Philadelphia, and uh, Elshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia also. I like the moves, yeah, man. One year, I actually kind of like million. those moves for Philadelphia a lot. Yeah, prove it uh, deal. I see, really I like don't, it. I don't, man. 
Yeah, I I don't like the deal because I just. It just looks to me as like Philly signing another head case wide receiver. Like they have a history of this with Deshaun Jackson and T.O. Like right. I think Alshon Jeffrey's the same thing. I mean, you know, maybe he'll be motivated. Like you said, this is a prove it deal. One year, fourteen million. Like if you want to get paid, you want a long term deal. You know, you you better produce. You better keep your head on straight. You know, none of this knucklehead stuff. Like you know, failing PED tests. Right, I agree, but I I like the prove it deal, and I actually like the fact that they have um, Torrey Smith and him and. Um, and Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar has some agonizing drops, but I actually think if I actually think yeah. if he gets his head together, I actually think he can be a really productive NFL player. I mean, he was an absolute monster at USC, so there's clearly some ability there. So I actually like the move. Um, and, and they're at least trying to you know fix a weakness, which I can appreciate. Like they're not just like oh you know we're terrible wide receiver, let's do nothing. Like they're going out there and they're just taking swings and they're, they're grabbing pieces, whether it'll work or not, we'll see. Right, I agree with you 100%. Um, so, <clears throat> wow. Um, some other guys. Uh, Marquise Goodwin went to San Francisco. Pierre Garçon went to San Francisco. Um, you know, some that those are some of the other kind of uh, sort of bigger names, especially in this area. Um, oh, and uh, Hoyer went to San Fran too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, on the cheap, I believe. Mm-hmm. They did. You got you got to believe though. They still want Kirk Cousins. I mean, dude, if you get uh, God, if they can get him with um, with Kyle Shanahan's system, like. Oh man, with those pieces, San Fran could get good quick. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And um, one thing we didn't really talk about is the um, the potential rumored trade out there for Malcolm Butler for uh, Brandon Cooks. That's kind of interesting. Oh yeah. Um, the, yeah, especially the with the, the new age. Something. Yeah, this new age we have with trades and the salary cap, man. Like it's it's opening the door for this kind of stuff, and it's it's really exciting. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It, it's, I'm excited, I guess, for the NFL. I, I, I'm excited for, uh, for I guess, a shift in what the NFL free agency stuff is. Um, I actually think that the Browns are maybe sort of, you know, sort of giving us a peek a little bit of what is going to come in the free agency, uh, sort of like the 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 um, the free agency period. Uh, I think with this like salary dump stuff, I wonder if this becomes a trend. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward, I guess, to seeing like, if this is the new, um, if this is the new, uh, what do you want to call it? Money ball, the money ball of the NFL, the salary dump stuff. And, um, just, just seeing if Paul DePodesto from Cleveland can actually, uh, if he can sort of do change the NFL, much like the, um, much like he did in baseball with, um, with the A's in the, uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, oh. Adam Schefter with another breaking Oop, one. Uh, outside linebacker Josh Martin is re-signing with the New York Jets for two years, four point three million dollars. And the, <laughs> I mean, this is a nothing really story, but the first three comments crack me up on Twitter. A move, laugh out loud. Our front office did something, and I honestly don't even know who the f that guy is. <laughs> that 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 folks are your New York Football Jets. <laughs> God, what a dumpster fire. Hey, speaking of another dumpster fire, Marcus Wheaton signed with the Bears to replace Alison Jeffrey. So there you go. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the Bears quick and maybe the biggest losers in free agency. Oh, God. Um, three years, $45 million to Mike Glennon? You may as well just kept Jay Cutler. What are you What are you doing? What are the Bears doing? Are you kidding me? I, I have no... The guy... 
The guy has like what eight career starts, and you give him forty-five million dollars. That's your answer, a quarterback, because you hated Jay Cutler that much. Yeah. Like Chicago, what are you doing, Duh, Bears? What? Oh my God, man! Terrible, terrible. Mike freaking Glennon, forty-five million. Are you kidding me? Dear God, man! Just Chicago, be better. Your story franchise, you're better than this. I agree. Um. Man, that's uh, the the Bears. You know what sucks about the Bears is they actually have some pieces on defense that are kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I like Leonard Floyd a lot. Actually, that's who I was hoping the Giants would draft last year. Um, but then I actually turned out to be really happy with Eli Apple, um, which I wasn't at the time. I'll be honest. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the Bears are weird. The Bears are very weird. I'm not 100 percent sure what they're doing. They, so they went from Jay Cutler to Mike Lennon. Definite downgrade, especially in arm talent. I think Jay Cutler is a mess, and he's kind of a dickhead. But I, I like, you know, at least <laughs> there's, like, the potential for something good to happen there. And then they went from Elshon Jeffrey, who's, you know, made out of popsicle sticks and, in, in, you know, freaking rotted cane wood, and to Marcus Wheaton, who, I mean, he might as well – he couldn't be productive in the most productive offense in the NFL. Like, that was a high-powered offense, and he he just couldn't be productive. He's often hurt. I mean, good God, the Bears. John Fox is somehow still has a job, and that, to me, is confusing. They had Adam Gase in-house. They had Adam Gase in-house, and they didn't keep him. Yep. What is wrong with Chicago? Adam Gase, yeah, and just... you, you know, we touched on this, and you actually kind of got on me last uh, episode, like I was ever planning on uh, saying that the Miami Dolphins are going to, you know, somehow overtake the Patriots. But I, I think the Dolphins are clearly the second best team in in that division this year. I, I don't even think it's really that much of a question. Um, and that's yeah, well, yeah, well, well, that's without a doubt. I mean, but that's like being the first place team in the SEC East, and then good luck in the SEC title game playing Alabama. Like it doesn't mean yeah, that. and and to touch on that actually, um, since we sort of went off track a little bit with the free agency stuff, to talk about that a little bit, um, man, the more I think about it, the more I'd be pumped if the Giants were to draft Deshaun Watson as the heir apparent to Eli. I can't get it out of my head. I love that idea. Yeah. It's most likely not going to happen, but I I, I, no, I don't think he'll be available. See, I do. I, I I think I don't know if NFL teams are really high on him. I am. I mean, what what does he do that's not above average? He's above average accuracy. Yeah, but all it, Sorry, go ahead. I'll, no, I was going to say real quick, though, but all it takes is a couple quarterbacks to go off the board, and then other teams that want a quarterback just lose their mind and just panic immediately. We've seen it year after year. Yeah, that's a good point. Christian Ponder, Jake Locker, that whole 2011 draft. EJ Manuel. <laughs> I'm not familiar with her. Sorry, Bills fans. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Yeah, I'm not familiar with her. So, um, sh- <laughs> You love that I just jumped off the EJ Manuel bandwagon so hard when I was driving that thing yep. like two months ago. Um, <laughs> that sucks. Um, I actually wonder where he's going to end up. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get another shot at the starting. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be somewhere. You know, there's such a power vacuum of quarterbacks in the NFL. At least you know good starters. He's gonna he'll end up somewhere and he'll probably start at some point. Yeah, I agree. Um, but he's definitely a career backup. I actually think that uh, Jimbo Fisher is is alleged to have said that to every team that talked to him about EJ Manuel. Um, probably spot on with wow. that. Um, way, way to back your boy. I, 
I know. Jeez, was he looking for a potential NFL career by throwing his boy under the bus or what? Like, geez. Yeah, that's pretty it's rough, pretty dude. Like, yeah, I'm with you. But um, no. So, what else did you want to touch on before we uh, we go? This is a just this is just a shot. This isn't a whole drink. This is just a podcast uh, podcast shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you and I we were talking while I was at the gym, and we had so much to get off our chest about this. We, you know, we had to do a pod. There was no way we couldn't. There's so much material to cover, and I'm sure, you know, twenty minutes after we get done with this episode, there's going to be even more to talk about for next. Oh week. man, like it's, yeah, because Romo hasn't even landed nuts. anywhere yet. Who who knows where he's going to go? Yeah. I think I think he's out of his skull if he goes to Denver. I like John Elway. I think what he's doing there is great. But a guy at his age, he has to see what Peyton Manning went through in the cold weather there. And and their offensive line yeah. is nowhere near as good as Houston's. Their defense isn't as good as Houston's. I, I just think that there's so much. I mean, you stay in Texas, you don't pay that state tax you you don't really even yep. move that far from home i'm not sure how far houston and dallas are but i do know that they're closer than denver and i, I you know I, I don't know i i just um i think that houston just seems so logical and it makes the most sense they're in the afc they have the best shot at uh best shot at winning a super bowl out of any of the potential landing spots and i'm including san yeah. francisco and buffalo and in in De- and denver in that group like i i just think that houston team is by far the makes the most sense it's not even really close to me and uh i mean arizona was but there's no way they're they're going they're they're going out of the conference like they have to ship him out of the conference. There's no way he stays in go yeah. and plays in Arizona and then beats him in the playoffs. Like I, I just don't see Jerry Jones allowing that to happen. No, that would be the ultimate dagger. And I, well, I mean, I could see Denver for the pure fact that uh, they have medical marijuana that's legal. I mean, you want to help out with that brittle body, you know, that collarbone, maybe that back starts act, acting up, you know, get a little smoke in you. But uh, yeah, I mean, Houston looks the most logical. I mean. And, you know, unless you do something crazy and go to the Jets, but that's just a complete dumpster fire. Who would, you know, who would ever want to go there? But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where he goes. And dude, it's I, like I said, Jerry Jones has got to be pumped, man. You thought you were gonna have to cut him, maybe get like five million for him against the cap, but now you can just outright trade him and get some pieces yeah. back. Like, oh my god, man! If we get a you know a first or second rounder, I will be pumped. God. I'm praying, man. I've never prayed so hard. If we could somehow get J.J. Watt, I will lose my mind. I Oh, my God. I'd be the happiest guy in the world. I, I doubt it, but it would be amazing. If you get J.J. Watt, I am probably going to just go downstairs. I'm going to get a glass. I'm going to fill it with ice. I'm going to pour some bleach over top of it. And I'm just going <laughs> to sit and ponder my uh, NFL fandom for, for quite some time and see where I'm at after that one glass of bleach. If we get J.J. Watt, Eli Manning is going to evacuate his bowels. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Hey, the Bills signed Micah Hyde, though. I like that move. Oh, great move. Oh, yeah, let's touch on the Bills a little bit, too. Uh, Restructuring Tyrod. I did not see that coming at all. I mean, I think it's the right move. Yeah, I like the move. I mean, who did they think they were going to get? Who was better? Honestly, who was better? Like I, don't, I can't even yeah. believe it took them this long to make that decision. They're they're bordering on being as dumb as Washington, but at least they actually yeah. did something with their quarterback. Their option was Jay Cutler. If they, oh, when that's your God. best option, you may as well re-sign Tyrod. At least he's got potential. I mean, I think that I think that you could build an offense around Tyrod. I Jay Cutler has been in the league so long; he's established. This is this is. Tyrod's third year in yeah. the NFL. I think if you build the right offense around him, I think Rex Ryan was the worst coach probably that I could think of for him. Um, oh, just he's, 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 you know, his experience with quarterbacks is his wife's tattoo of Mark Sanchez. Terrible. That's the only thing. Like, I, I just don't, 
I just don't see anything with Rex and the system around him. And I actually kind of think it was a good idea to let Anthony Lynn go. Just let the whole, just turn over the whole thing. Start building your offense from yep. scratch. You have a, an elite running back who was probably the MVP of the league through six weeks last year um, in LaShawn McCoy. You hopefully you get a full you get a full season out of Sammy. You draft some receivers I, and 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 maybe take one with a high pick. Maybe take Mike Williams from Clemson. You know, maybe do something. You know, yeah. just just get I, creative. I, go ahead. I, no, I was gonna say I would like that pick, Mike Williams out of Clemson. They they got to get him some weapons. They got to get him some receivers, man. They I do. Mean, I mean, there was that Patriots you know, game where he's throwing the Walter Powell and Justin Hunter. Like that was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. And dude, for me, like this is a prove it year for Sammy Watkins. Like, can you stay healthy? Can you be productive? Like, let's go, man. Like enough of this. You know, I want the ball more, and then you're out with yeah. a hamstring pull for a month. You know, a week later, like. Prove it. Let like prove you're an elite receiver. Like we want to put you in that that category, but you haven't been able to put it out on the field yet. Nope, I 100% agree. And um, I don't know, man. I, I think the Sammy Watkins is productive. I think he can be productive. I think that. I think it's just he's so frail. I mean, he's turning into Elshon Jeffrey. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of his. I mean, his stats, and I actually agree with this. Line up pretty evenly with Julio Jones for his first three years, right? But is he going to be Alshon Jeffrey or is he going to be Julio Jones? Who's he going to be? That's a great question. That's a that's a great comparison. I mean, you have two different ends of the spectrum. Like like you said, like which which path is he going to choose? It, it's up to him, man. Stay healthy, you know. Fix your workout routine, you know. Fix your off-season conditioning. Whatever you got to do. Like get with your trainer. Like let's go, man. Prove it. Like prove to the Bills that you're worth what they gave up to get you because they gave up a king's ransom to get you in that draft. They did, and I think that he, I think he definitely needs to prove to not even necessarily the fans, but to himself and the organization that he's definitely worth where he was drafted. I, I and I, I just don't think he's shown it yet. I think when he's on the field, he can show it. I think he's a dynamic, game-changing receiver, and I've said this from the first year that him and Odell Beckham came into the NFL. I think if Sammy Watkins was healthy and had the offense that, he, uh, that the Giants do and had an Eli Manning throwing to him, I guarantee he'd be as productive as, as Odell Beckham. I promise you he has that ability. But the thing about Sammy is that Beckham is the smaller guy, significantly smaller, and he has proved to be significantly more durable. I mean, he missed his first five games of his rookie year, but outside of a suspension, he hasn't missed a game since. So and and then Sammy's just so frail. He's always just getting banged up. And and staying healthy is an ability in the NFL that you need to have. And I don't know. Maybe he needs to stretch more. Maybe he needs to take yoga. Maybe he needs to do something. I have no earthly idea. But you know, it's it's sad for the Bills. They have this dynamic playmaker. They have one of the most exciting young players in the league, and you don't get to see it that often. Um, but yeah, the Bills have made some curious. This, decisions in free agency i like the mike high signing replacing uh aaron williams which is sad they had to cut um but but i don't know i like the the Hauschka signing the kicker as well too after the nightmare season you know dan carpenter two seasons good lord and then they yeah. uh bills fans are so happy to see him they go. resigned colton schmidt um as their punter and every time i think of carpenter there's that picture where he took his helmet and slammed it in the turf and it bounced back at him in the face 
Like, that's Dan Carpenter and the Bills to a T. Like, if there's ever a picture to describe a franchise, that was... Oh, yeah. But I think that the Bills do have a lot of pieces. They have a, they have a lot of young building blocks. They have Raglan. They have um, Shaq Lawson. They have they have some pieces on defense. Um, Darby had a really good rookie year, sort of regressed in his second year, which is to be expected. I, I think that the Bills have pieces to be successful. Now, the problem is, is can they put it together? And I, I'm not... 100% confident that Doug Whaley can, but I think that they made a step in the right direction by hiring the coach he did, who isn't playing any games. He came in, he took the freaking pool table out, all the video games are gone. Like, the Bills are all Good. business. They, they need to be after Lucy Goosey Rex, man. I mean... The- one of the most undisciplined teams in the league. They were penalized. You know, they need a little bit of that. They need some Tom Coughlin in their team. They they need that discipline. The, the, all the penalties. I want to say they were they were in the top three in the league in penalties just two years that Rex was there. So um, yeah, that's a little yeah. absurd. But Ugh, Rex, let's go eat a damn snack. <laughs> yeah, if that guy ever gets a headset, a head coaching position, man. I just I don't. I know. think he's going to be great I mean, on TV. Just... I really do. I think. Oh, he's going to be amazing on yeah. TV. I, don't get me wrong. I love Rex, the personality, but leading your franchise? God, no. no. I, God, I, no. I 100% agree. So, all right, Tony, I think that's it for the show, man. Um, you know, entertainment picks or anything, yeah. just keep watching free agency, and we'll see where Tony Romo lands. If uh, anything big happens, yep. we'll probably have to cut another one of these uh, before uh, before next week. But um, this episode is going uh, – this is on a Thursday night. This is going up uh, tomorrow, I do believe, Friday morning. So if anything happens between yep. – uh, eight o'clock eastern time and uh tomorrow morning when you first hear this we apologize but this is the best we could do we we just we we were like we need to get on we need to talk about this and we need to uh to put it out there to the world so just to remind everybody please download us on itunes please tell a friend follow us on twitter at bill k eagle at tony q's 44 and follow the show at under the hoodies also go to backsportspage.com and we will have a soundcloud coming soon and um yeah, the Bills uh, docuseries uh, podcast is coming um, at the beginning of next year. So uh, I'm going to mention that every show, again, so I'm forced to do it. I have sort of... Wait, real quick. Ahead. Do you mean the beginning of next year or the beginning of next Beginning season? of next year because we're doing that. it throughout the season. So I... Oh, oh, and you're gonna oh do it after? The oh season. yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I no, no. I I think this is gonna take a while. Like I don't want to commit to uh, putting it out during the season because I am really afraid that yeah, we'll miss deadlines a and a lot going on. So no, no, no. This is gonna be a slow burning project. No, that makes but, sense. But yeah, um, I have sort of an outline and what I want it to be in my head. So I'm uh, I'm really kind of excited. I want to get a pen to paper and um, and uh, start uh, putting the pieces together. Start contacting people and uh, going from there, man. So I'm uh, I'm really excited about this. I can't even tell you so all right tony you got anything else before we go uh no just real quick um just the patriots and signing Stephon oh my Gilmore god i can't believe you forgot to mention that yeah sorry yeah, buddy. uh just real quick i mean yeah gilmore you know he, he had flashes of greatness flashes of just what the hell are you doing i mean the jets game in week two specifically where he just kept getting burned but it's again it's one of those things where it's like we saw Chris Hogan go to New England and burn Buffalo. I could see the same thing with Stefan Gilmore. I could see him picking off Tyrod and returning it for a touchdown in Buffalo. It's just one of those things where New England takes your cast offs and they just they raise them a whole grade level. They go from a C to a B plus. I could see that with Gilmore. No, I can too, hundred percent. Um and I don't know. It's the most Buffalo thing to happen, unfortunately. And unfortunately for the Bills, um, He's not one of those cast-off type players. I mean, I agree with the Bills letting him walk. 
I really do. Oh, yeah. Because he's often injured, and I think his asking price was too high for for Buffalo, who's just trying to get younger and they're trying to they're trying to build and and maybe he just necessarily wasn't a scheme fit for uh, McDermott. But that being said. I don't know what the Patriots are doing, but they're spending like there's no freaking tomorrow, and they never do this, yeah. so this is bizarre. Yeah, it's such a strange, you know, a turn from the Patriot way. It's definitely not the norm for them. It's kind of weird to see. Yeah, no, not at all, and um, it, it's weird. I mean, they're talking about giving Dante Hightower some insane contract, too, so I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know what the Pats are doing, man. It, it's, it's, I mean... I. I say, and I mean that in the best sense of the word. I don't know what they're doing, yeah. but this is just out of the norm. And I think whatever they're doing, it's going to work for them like it always does. And, and you know, that's unfortunate for everybody else in the AFC East that uh, you have to deal with that team because uh, thankfully I don't. Uh, only in Super Bowls and only in the past. So, um, yeah. And if there's ever a franchise that's built up goodwill that can, that can afford to do something out of the norm, it's definitely the New England Patriots. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. So, um, all right, man. Uh, that's all I have. I can't believe I forgot about the Gilmore thing. I feel so stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. It all right. there, there's a lot to cover. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, kind of nuts. So, all right, man. Um, anything else for real this time? Uh, no, I am good, man. It was, you know, it was great doing this with you. Yeah, man. Love the nice little Yeah, yeah, button. definitely. So, um, all right. That's Tony DeNicola. I am Bill Kegel, and we are out. Yeah.